0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: So for the Knicks, it didn't matter who they were facing, despite the fact that you know, it's it's one of the youngest teams in the league. It's a team with the worst record in the NBA. Knicks needed to come out and get a victory. A couple of individual players got themselves going really well. Walker back-to-back good games Fournier another good game Mitchell Robinson Showing the potential that we've seen from Robinson in his Years here with with the Knicks now in just his fourth season Putting together his best game. Yeah, and three guys 20 plus for the Knicks Walker Fournier and Randall the big three is big the Knicks snap a five-game home losing streak. Hard to believe the Knicks had lost five in a row at home. And that's Tom Thibodeau, Billy Beno. And again, no Dwayne Casey. That's Rex Kalemian. Robinson, the star, 17
2: points, 14 rebounds, three block shots. And he did it in 25 minutes. Okay. You know what's nice on Christmas week? Me not having to come on here and try to reconcile a loss to the Detroit Pistons. That's nice. Um, So, obviously, the Knicks get a much-needed win. Um, Sometimes you play the the right opponent on the right night. Uh, I think before we say anything about this game and the performances that we saw um, and talk about some of the decisions that – lie in front for coach Thibodeau and um, you know, obviously bearing the lead here, but what we saw from Mitchell Robinson um, now, a couple of games in a row here where looks like he's starting to find it again. um, Dare I say Um, we have to start by saying it was the Pistons. I know the Pistons just beat the heat that Heat team that they beat didn't have um, like forwards, best players. Um, So, this Detroit team is bad and as you saw tonight they're like they're bad um still the way the Knicks have been playing over the last month and a half more than a month and a half actually um they're not they're not a guarantee to to win against anyone um look no further than their their home game against the Rockets you know uh, around Thanksgiving time that was one of the worst games that we've seen um all season and Houston was playing just as bad then as Detroit is playing now. So I just want to get all that out of the way. It's, it's not a good team that they played. All that being said, I think this was an important game. And I think this was a building block game for a number of reasons. I think it's a game that they will take some stuff from. And I think it's a game that, you know, we'll see because we've had some other games like this where we thought, you know, oh, look, the Knicks are starting to turn a corner and then they came out the following game and like laid an absolute egg. They play uh, a Washington team in two nights who has also been struggling for most of the last month. Uh, so they may get a little schedule up there. And then obviously Atlanta has all kinds of issues with their roster and health and safety protocols um, on Christmas Day. So look, again, take it one step at a time. I feel encouraged about a number of things. Um, First and foremost, Mitchell Robinson. I just want to pull his stat line up here because it's worth reading. So uh, like I always say, game to game, plus minus, you could throw it out um, the window. Most of the time, sometimes there's a lot of truth to it. And tonight, Mitchell Robinson, plus 24, 17 points. He was eight of nine from the field. 14 rebounds, six on the offensive glass, three blocks, one steal, only had one turnover. Um, Easily the best game of the year for Mitchell Robinson, without question. I I know Wally towards the end is like, I think this might be the best game of the year for Mitchell Robinson. You think, Wally? Uh, Clearly the best game of the year for Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson was feeling it. Mitchell Robinson was doing his thing. Um, Am I ready to go crazy about what we saw from Mitch, even in light of the fact that he had a good game? um against Houston not not quite yet only because I feel like he started the year out with like four straight really good games and then it kind of subsided maybe there was an injury that had something to do with that maybe this is just about him getting healthy maybe this is about more and more him getting his win back um I I will temper my excitement a little bit and I also will note that this is the Pistons again And, you know, they don't really have the personnel to take advantage of the fact that Mitch is not moving as well on the perimeter. Um, You know, there was one pick and roll that ended up with a a pick and pop, excuse me, to Trey Lyles there. I think in the fourth quarter that Trey Lyles, Mitch was kind of caught in no man's land. Trey Lyles fired off a wide open three. He missed the shot because Trey Lyles is Trey Lyles. Um, You know, but like Mitch is still going to have trouble. With, with, with those situations. But then again, as we've talked about, like he got caught in a really bad stretch a couple weeks ago where he was facing some of the best centers in the league. And in particular centers that stretch the floor. And I know there are more centers that stretch the floor, but he faced some really, really good ones. Um, most of the time, that's not going to kill you. Um, it's a great, it's a great game for him. And I think moving forward, we've all been kind of going around and around and around thinking about the miles Turner trade, Possibility still wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Nerlands Noel was. I, I said some kind things about Nerlens Noel at halftime. I wish I could take those things back. He was not good, um, in the second half, and he was like okay in the first half. But just in terms of like the things that Nerlens Noel can add to a game versus the things that Mitchell Robinson can add to a game, there really is no comparison. When both guys are going right at their ceilings, Mitch is all the way up here and Noel's like kind of lower. So let's get Mitch out of the way there. Um, and then I think really the only other thing, well I think we could group the rest of the conversation into two different areas. One is the, let's you know the threesome of Kemba, Fournier, and Julius. I thought there was some positives to take away from how they played, how they coexisted, all those things. None of them shot it particularly well. Julius finished the game, uh, eight of eighteen. Walker eight of twenty-one. Fournier nine of twenty-four. That said, I took positives from every one of their offensive performances, and actually, I thought they, in general, again some of the usual Julius stuff that we get. <clears throat> Campbell also, you know, had some moments where he just he can't make up for his size, but by and large, I thought good stuff at both ends, and I, I took away positives offensively from from all three of those guys. Um, especially Julius, who I thought was came out. He was aggressive in the first quarter. I thought he was largely in a better state of mind throughout the game. It was more just acting, less overthinking. Um, you know, and then the other piece of that conversation is, and I'm sure this is going to probably dominate the rest of the time I'm on here, along with Mitch, is what do they do now? It feels like a question we've been asking for a month. Um, because I think we could all agree that as much as the Burks at point guard thing was a nice idea in theory, um, I, I I don't think it's working. Um, clearly he doesn't want to start Rose. I don't think he thinks it, it, qu- quickly is ready to start a point guard. The start Deuce McBride thing has kind of caught some momentum. Um, I wrote about it today. I think there's some merit to that at the same time, if this is what you're going to get from Walker offensively, and now he's done it in a couple straight games, granted playing in, against Boston in Boston after they traded him and, and, and spent the first round pick to dump him, um, you know, and this again was against Detroit, a team that he kind of take advantage of. I'm, I'm again, like Mitch, I'm trying not to get too excited over it, but you have to like what you see. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll we'll work our way through it through the conversation tonight. But that's really all I have to say. Good win, necessary win. Fourteen and seventeen um, help make up some of that uh, minus forty six point differential they have on the year. Um, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. Let me get to the super chats um, as I pull up um, the Zoom link for the post game. We'll see uh, what. Mr. Thibodeau has to say about this one. Hopefully the audio comes through okay. All right. Um, let's start at the top. I saw we had a Harry Doner comment that I have a feeling I'm going to very much like. Someone else brought it up on Twitter. It seems like COVID may have been the best thing to happen for us. It's forcing some some of the starters to work through some of the fit issues. Completely agree. Also, I don't see how Tibbs can bench Kemba again. It's We're not there yet as I drink from my daughter's sippy cup because it was the only thing I could find at the moment. Um, we're not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet in terms of like, do I think it's past the point of no return that Tibbs can't bench Kemba again? I think Tibbs can bench Kemba again. I don't, I may not agree with it. Do I think it's, it's possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. It would not shock me at this point. If he has another game or two like this, you know, Do they look at this? I mean, you know, the Knicks are not, you know, forthright with injuries. This Rose thing—he's been questionable. Would it shock anybody if if Rose ends up being out two weeks, three weeks, a month? It wouldn't shock me. Maybe that's the solution, and maybe it's all in the in the spirit of upping Kemba's trade value. You know, I have no idea. I'm with you though, Harry. I, I do think some of what we're seeing is real and can be. Sustainable with the with the rest of the group going forward, you know, as long as Julius is is right, because ultimately, as, as as I've been writing about the last few days, everything revolves around Julius. It is the it is the nature of the beast with this team. They have no choice. They have no choice. They're not trading him. They're not benching him. They're not doing any of that stuff. You got to get Julius going right. Julius got closer to going right tonight. wasn't wasn't great. Got closer to going right tonight while Kemba also was pretty good. I'll take it. Um, again, these guys have not had any good games together in since the first week of the season. Uh, Kevin Wilson, Mitch was so dominant in the paint tonight defensively, his mere presence made things difficult for Detroit. He used to have these games all the time. Yeah, I mean, I just want to be very clear. I, where, where Mitch, to me, has suffered the most this year is his ability to move around the floor. I think Mitch, for the most part, as a rim protector, and, and especially as an offensive rebound, I don't think Mitch as an offensive rebounder has, has dropped off at all. I think Mitch's offensive rebounding has been great all season long. And he's been a weapon, and that's been a massive plus, even when he's not going right at the other end. I think where it hurts you is when you play some of these better defensive teams and they exploit the things that Mitch is not able to do on offense, where they basically, it's like four on five, because they know how to kind of, counteract uh, or they have a center that could kind of keep him off the boards. Detroit didn't, didn't have that. Um, But even in the paint all year long, I think he's been good in the paint. I think it's, it's tougher when he has to move around and pay attention off ball. Again, Detroit doesn't have that kind of sophistication. Neither does Houston, which is why these are some good matchups for him still. It's good to see him get, get back feeling good. I still think in a perfect world, Mitch is probably a backup center on a really good team. Um, but it's good to see nonetheless. Hannibal Miles, Harry Donert said exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, Harry nailed it. And again, I think that's a prevailing thought. These guys don't have a choice. know. Yeah. Unless they wanted to lose the fucking Detroit, they didn't have a choice. They had to figure their shit out. And I thought, I thought they were, maybe not on the verge of figuring some stuff out in Boston, but like there was some good stuff that happened in Boston as well. Um, Ryan Hwang. Here's my hot take: Start Kemba and let him run the offense. I mean, I listen, Ryan. You know I've written about this this year. If you have read any of the newsletters, you know I have I have towed this line at times because it feels like this this notion that both Kemba and Randall can like just like there's that's they could find synergy. I've doubted it. I don't know if they found it tonight. I, again, I think they came closer to coexisting they didn't do it successfully um trade Randall and Fournier in the offseason and retool and prep for a star trade start Obi. the offense looks different when Kemba is running it yeah I mean I I love having a guard who can penetrate and drive and kick and shoot and shoot off the dribble and like yeah I mean I don't they're not going to do that I'm just telling you right now they're not going to do that unless they could trade Randall for a star. I personally think the, I'd be, I I, I think the campus situation has, has gotten bad or had gotten bad. And I think maybe now, you know, winning makes everything feel better. Maybe it's pulled back from the edge a little bit. um, But I'll just say that there's, there's merit to your, to your, to your, to your um, idea. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh forgotten NYC MSGPA finally stopped playing the Bing Bomb crap. Thank God. Um I'm so sick and tired of fucking Bing Bong. Um Jeremy Chase. Um Pistons suck, but Kemba's looked like a different player the last two games. Um, was it disrespect? Health. Um, but he's getting to the rim and hustling on D. I love it. Um I think he's hustled on D pretty much the whole year. Um, I, 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 he's just small, you know. Um, hold on, I'm seeing someone. It apparently they uh, did they. Someone said something about a team meeting um, in maybe one of the post game comments. I don't know. We'll. Uh, I'll get to that in a bit. Um, also, shout-out to Emmanuel Moutier's signed with the Kings I just saw. Uh, yeah, I think I think Kemba's also this year. And I also thought uh, – but I think he's just being more assertive. I think when Kemba was struggling in the middle portion of the season or basically after the first six games, I thought he wasn't being assertive. I think – but then again, you saw games like the Charlotte game where he went back home to Charlotte. and Look at that first quarter. He scored 18 points in that first quarter. He looked pretty fucking assertive there. So I don't think it's been health. I just think it's been – he, him trying to find his role, which again, brings us back to the same thing. Can these guys coexist? I, I, you know, I don't know. Hey, Jessica, what's going on? Jessica? I saw you uh, DM. I, I haven't gotten a chance to get back to you. I haven't had a chance to get back to anyone's DMS. in like over a week I've been swamped. It's been craziness here in the Macri household preparing for Christmas. I apologize, but I'll get back to everyone in short order. I promise. Um, I think start Kemba, let him run the offense, bring the kids in as much as we can and move forward. Finally, some big D, um, energy tonight from Mitch let's go to Knicks yeah i mean i listen i don't i don't blame anyone who looked at the looked at what we saw tonight and was just like let that guy run the show because here's the thing about what kemba when kemba's running the show or quite frankly with any little point guard or any point guard who can move like that and shoot like that is running the show the way the nba is played today it's eminently prettier than when Julius Randle runs the show it's no comparison. When Julius Randall runs the show, it's, it's slow and it's, it's often plotting. And it's a lot of like, you know, the stuff we used to get from Mello and that's not fun. Um, ah, here it is. Um, Mitch said, after we had our little meeting about the team and stuff like that, you know, it just changed. Everything just changed. Now we've got a different approach. Um, so there was a team meeting. Okay. I'm here for it. Love me some team meetings. Um, If it's going to result in a win, why the hell not have all the team meetings you want. Um, But look, I mean, I I, I think what we saw tonight was it again, I've been kind of hinting at it. It seemed a little different. It seemed like there was a little bit of a a bit of a different vibe. Can it last? We'll see. Um, Yeah. I don't know what else I have to say about the idea of Kemba running the show. It's a great thought. I just, We can't vanish Julius Randle into thin air. Guys owed $120 million, $117 million over the next four seasons. They have to figure out how to utilize him for the rest of the season. If for no other reason than if they did decide to pivot and include and and move him and they're not moving him unless they get a star back. But if they decided to try to go that route, um, you know, they need him to, to up his value. Um, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? Love the offense tonight. Kemba ran the show. Evan hit shots and Julius didn't pound the rock. Is this fool's gold or does Burks fit into the starting lineup better than RJ? Yeah, there's something that I was wondering when someone would bring up. RJ runs better with the second unit. You know, I like Burks off the second unit. I love Burks alongside quickly and Rose as that kind of extra release valve. RJ with the starters – I mean, this year, it hasn't really worked very well, Um, not only because of his shooting slump. I just, like, I feel like, honestly, and again, for anybody who gets the newsletter, my apologies, because I wrote my newsletter today, and at the end, I kind of suggested a new rotation, and I forgot about Alec Burks. (laughs) I just literally forgot that he existed. And I included um, Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup. And um, I, I teased the possibility of moving RJ to the bench, because in my mind whether it's Kemba or Deuce in the, in the starting five, like whatever it is, Fournier or quickly, like Randall's obviously going to be there. I feel like that last piece needs to be a guy who defends the hell out of the ball and just catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. Doesn't like, what I like about Burks is you can put the ball on the floor, which is a nice little extra thing that Grimes doesn't give you. Um, But like, you know, the nice thing about Burks is like Burks can also finish a possession or like be a little more creative, which isn't really as necessary in the starting five. So that's why I'm, that's the only reason I'm pushing back a little bit. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, I do like the idea though in general of the, of, of toying with the idea of bringing RJ off the bench. I don't think it's nuts at all. I don't think it's nuts one bit. Um, or at least, you know, um, staggering, you know, to, to make him, let him play more minutes with the second unit, which by the way, Tibbs was doing when he was healthy. Um, So we'll see. Um, And just on the Julius didn't pound the rock thing. I agree. Julius didn't pound the rock tonight, which was better. It was more like when he made his decision that he was going to shoot, it was going to be a shooting possession. He went right into the move and started going for it. Not ideal the whole time. Some, some, some stuff that was a little uglier, um, and obviously some carelessness with the ball, which was not ideal, um, but you know, better, better, a little bit better.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on the old man and the three make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to the old man and the three ad free on Wondery plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Forgotten NYC Kemba deserves a second chance. He's playing inspired. Wow. I got to tell you, I did not think there was going to be so much Kemba love. I I don't hate it at all. I love it. Um, I just didn't expect it in the, in the, in the super chat, but it's good stuff. And, and you know what? I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, my man? Good win without seven players. What's your best Mitch comp? I think this team needs to consolidate assets as Jeremy put it bit of a log jam right now in the rotation. would love to see Turner with Mitch as the backup. I think in their perfect world, they would like to get Turner and keep Mitch. And have Mitch as the backup to Turner. If they had Mitch as the backup to Turner, then all of a sudden they go to having one of the top five center rotations in the NBA. Maybe not one of the top five because there's some pretty pretty damn good center. One of the top six or seven. How about that? One of the top six or seven center rotations in the NBA. You know, behind your five or so superstar centers, um, put them right next after that. That would be nice. Can you get Mitch? I don't know. If the Pacers don't want Evan Fournier, um, it's going to be a little tough. Unless you know, unless you want to give up one of the kids, can they get? Can they get Turner? Yeah, but I don't know. Who do they want to give up? We'll see. All right. Um, we got Tom. Yeah, and a lot of credit to all the guys because there's a lot of
1: moving parts right now, and you know, the, to you know, find a way to win is the most important thing. You know, I thought Kemba, Julius, not feeling his best, but just playing tough and Kemba making plays. I thought Alec was great for us. We're playing huge minutes. Uh, you, you know, you can't say enough about what Mitch did. But that's his best game right there. It's a monster game. Uh, big play after big play. You know, you... Taj was playing 3-4, sometimes 5. You know, those were big minutes. I thought Wayne went in there, gave us good minutes. Dot went in, you know, he just got here today. Got in there and, and played well. We had, you know, Nurels got in there, you know,
2: he, he got a hit with the ball at halftime, so it's, you know, that you know, it set, set us back a little bit, but, you know, Mitch stepped right in. Oh. Huge for us, but so and that's why New Orleans did start the second half.
1: Coming, making big shots, you know, all that stuff. And we needed all of it. You know, we took a hit to start the fourth, but you got to be able to take a punch and find a way to win. And that's what we did.
4: Yeah. 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 I just, you know, on
1: both ends of the floor, as you mentioned, the offensive rebounding is huge. The, you know, the, the pressure on the miss. rim, uh, huge, I thought. Uh, Kemba found him on the lob, you know, and that, that sort of gets him going, too. And so, uh, and then protecting the rim, he, he and Nurls give us elite rim protection. Um, and, you know, that's how, right now, That's that's how we have to play. We just have to find a way to win. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know, he was out for a very long period of time, you know. So, I think he's made a conscious effort to get into better shape. He's put extra work in. um, Not sure. Finding his rhythm. It's a lot of this. Is you know, for a big guy like that, it's timing, rhythm, conditioning. It's all the above, Hmm. and you're asking him to be the anchor of the defense. Communicate multiple effort plays, uh, cover up for mistakes, and you can't do that unless you're in great shape. So it's, it's something that you know we have to continue to work on. Um, but he's he's gifted in a lot of a lot of ways that can make your defense really good. And so I thought Evan, same thing. He's he's found a good rhythm. Um, you know, his shooting is invaluable to us, and. At the end of the game, when you have uh, you know Alec and Kemba and Evan, you got three guys that could go off the dribble, uh, and then you know when you, you put uh, Julius in those plays and the pick and rolls, he commands so much att- attention it opens up the floor. You know, and then we just got to trust each other, and that's what I liked. I like the plays that we made for each other. And, he seems really happy he's with the ball win. Out like that, and you get good rhythm shots. You're going to make those.
2: You can tell when Tibbs is feeling good.
4: He's feeling
1: good. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mentioned it earlier. Like, uh, he, um, got hit with something, and so they were flushing his eye. He couldn't see, so that was good fortune. Uh, misfortune that ultimately turned out to be good fortune because uh, Mitch got on a roll. But you know, obviously, Neurals being in there is huge for us. Like, and those guys, what they're doing at the rim is you know is special. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, he, he and Julius really starting to develop a real good chemistry. Uh, and so sometimes things take time. I think this is about Fulniak. He's finding his rhythm. And, you know, it's obvious when, when you push the ball up the floor, you got to get stops to do that. And, and those threes are great rhythm threes for him and oftentimes that's that's what gets him going. Uh, but then I think it's also important for us when we do get into the half court to play with speed there too, to not play slow. So when we do that, we usually can you know create good shots for each other, but if we play slow, we're gonna have problems. That kind of what it is right now to so, get yeah, practice right now. Of yeah, like it's a, you know you go with you know, when the new guys are out there you, you have a much smaller package you don't want to overload them you want to make sure that you you can function and so you give them a basic you know you know they get teaching tapes and they're spending a lot of time with the coaches uh going through things and you know we'll we'll make sure that we continue to work with them uh, and you need everyone, so just get in there and get the job done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, terrific, terrific. So big shot making.
2: Uh, very creative off the dribble. So it was uh, excellent, excellent. It's Kemba he's talking about. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love if they mic'd up the questions. My God, yeah, they, we we often
1: talk talk about flopping positions because we know. So I would just say four or five flop, so they're just switching positions. So that's why it's important for everyone to know multiple positions. The same thing could happen with the wings. You know, sometimes you'll see that with size on a point guard. So you, everyone has to be ready to flop positions. So there's a
4: segment of practice where guys are just they're right. taking every position. tips.
2: Tim's getting into the uh, X's and O's of practice. We could we could uh, leave this to the side. All right. Um, I do want to just acknowledge, you know, the couple of comments here, and I'm sure there's been stuff in the regular chat as well about that and referencing what Jerry brought up, the need to consolidate on the roster. Again, it, it bears noting the Knicks have six players, seven players out right now, six players in health and safety protocols with RJ, Ob Quickly, Deuce, Knox and Grimes I don't consider Knox uh, a potential member of the rotation sorry but so five guys potential rotation members out health and safety protocols plus Derek Rose that's six players again I know it was the Pistons tonight before that it was the Celtics before that it was the Rockets obviously the Rockets they still had McBride and um and quickly and and Rose for half a game I have not gotten the sense over these games, maybe in the fourth quarter in the Boston game a little bit, obviously where they ran out of gas. I have not gotten the sense that they were struggling because they didn't have enough guys. I think they have enough guys right now to win a game if they play well. And I don't even think they played that well tonight. Like they still left meat on the bow. And again, I read off the shooting stats of Fournier, Kemba, Julius. Like those guys did not shoot great, great. So they could play even better. So the notion that they need to consolidate is a good one. It's true. They have too many assets. Now, just because you have too many assets, or too many players, I'm not going to even call them assets. Just because you have too many players doesn't mean you make a bad trade. Obviously, it goes without saying. Or like you have to get someone out because you have too many guys. Because again, this is a COVID season. You're going to need the guys like they do right now. Um, injuries happen. You know, it's a long year, all of the reasons. Still. I think it's going to be a very, 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 very important next, whatever it is, uh, month and a half Trade uh, trade deadlines, February 10th, month and a half for this team to see if there is a deal there that works. And maybe it is a deal that includes a young player, but you know what? If you get back a good guy, uh, uh, something real in return, we'll, we'll see. Um, okay. Uh, let's go back to the super chat. Uh, we have a, a bunch that I uh, need to get to, which I'm going to get to uh, right now. So Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? I'd like to see Kemba back in the starting five, join the club, apparently. I was a proponent of the benching. Tonight, I saw a willingness from Julius to play with him and Evan. Yeah, I think that's me. You know what, Dom? It's Thank you for saying that because I've been kind of searching for the words and I have not found them. I feel like that's what I saw tonight. I felt like there was more of a willingness by Julius to not be so, I don't know, in his feelings. And he was, like, he was setting good screens. Like, he still got his, like, maybe, I don't know what the hell was said at the team meeting, but maybe it was something to the effect of, like, hey, we could all still eat, but it doesn't have to look like it's, like, we could figure this out. There's a way for all of us to get our shots. And guess what? Tonight... All three of those guys got their shots, Fournier, Kemba, Julius. Now, did it help that nobody else on the team was helped, like RJ wasn't there and the whole thing? Yeah, it helped, but they still were able to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 at this point, if you put a gun to my head and say, do you want Kemba back in the starting five or not, I'd probably have to say yes. Um, as much as I do like the idea of Lewis McBride in there, I think for the health of the team, and where they're at right now in consideration of all of the assets that they have and the players that they have and just the culture and where it's at, I feel like the right move right now for tips to make is probably to put Kemba back in the starting five. And even if it doesn't work out, at least you could do away. Like if these guys are on the same page, if Julius and Kemba and Evan and and the team is on the same page, Mitch, right? If they're all on the same page and the players want it, then, and then, if you put him back on the bench, it's going to cause a whole fucking firestorm after these couple of games that he had. I think it's the right move. Um, Anthony Six, though. Oh, we got Kemba on the on the podium. Let's see what he has to say. Um, and yes, thank you, Anthony. Since the team meeting, everything's different. Mitch hinted at a players-only meeting post-game. Lowly Pistons, but I'll take the W anytime we can get. Yes, thank you, Anthony. I mean, I'm
1: just being aggressive. I think. So this is Kemba Walker. i more aggressive now than I was in the beginning of the season.
2: Um, <clears throat> he says he's more aggressive I'm now than the beginning of the season. I would agree.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing the change. Um, you know, I'm just being myself, trying to do what I can to keep us upbeat. Um, I think that's a little bit of what we've been missing a little bit, you know, throughout the season, throughout the year. Right. it's just a just the overall joy for the game. Um so I'm just trying to do my best to I'll we'll just keep us a thing keep us positive. Um, especially when we when things aren't on our way. Um that's when you gotta to stay together the most. That's uh that you got to have one while. You know, those you have to respond out
4: there in the second half you guys don't have happy. Got to. Got to. Um you know <clears throat>
1: After the course of the games, of, of a game, teams are going to go on runs. It just is what it is. This is the NBA. Uh, no matter who you're playing, um, no matter a team's record, um, you know, guys are here for a reason. So, you know, when, when, when all you guys are making their run, you know, you got to try your best to just stay positive, man. Stay in the moment um, and just keep fighting, keep flashing and clawing, try to get a win. He was unbelievable tonight. He put so much pressure on the rim,
2: Mitch,
1: on both ends. Um, you know, whenever he rolls, he, he he just he just draws a lot of attention. And then, you know, we put him in the air; he can go get it. So, um, you know, I was just reading reading the defense um, as best as I could. Uh, he did a great job. He was he was he was
2: he was very special. Kemba seems to like playing with Mitch, and Mitch seems to like playing with Kemba. Interesting. Nah, I I, I don't know we had to meet. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> Someone asked him about the meeting, and he said he wasn't there. <laughs>
4: That's funny. That's good.
2: I guess Mitch wasn't supposed oh, to say great. anything.
1: It's great. It's great. No, no, I know somebody who has my back. I know no, somebody. I know mean, he's gonna be at the rim for me. Um talking about I don't know if going to have on black but he's gonna just make it tough on guys. Um he helped me a lot. You know, That's a lot of situations I was in tonight where you know he he got some late contests which really you know changed their changed their shot, which made a really huge impact. So and when he's playing like that, man, he's he's a beast. He's a he's a very special player, man. We gotta get we gotta get him to continue to be that way.
4: Yeah.
2: Saying all the right things, Kemba Walker.
4: Um, yeah, I mean,
1: it takes time. It takes time, but, you know, guys just have to, they got to know. Um, the Bigs, they got to know. I just need a little bit of space, to be honest. Um, you know, just for the guys to get a piece of my man, um, you no, know, every every scenario is going to be different. You know, sometimes the big is going to hold, sometimes it's going to slip. You know, you're going to set a quick one get out real quick. So, you know, we we still trying to get that chemistry down pack.
2: Yeah. Kemba could still play. Still trying to get that chemistry. It's notable.
4: It's
2: my career, i yeah,
1: not really. I'm just enjoying myself. Just enjoying myself. Um, I've been having a lot of fun these last two games. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do what I can to help this team win. Um, so whether I'm on or on the quarter off, you know, um, that's 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 my mindset. You know, do what I can to help the team win.
2: He's wearing a mask, by the way, which is why his hands. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
1: had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, I had fun last game, I had fun this game. I want to continue to have fun um, as long as I'm out there.
4: What was that? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? It's tough. I mean,
1: who wants to lose? Who wants to lose, whether I'm out there or not? i mean it's just it's not really fun to lose um so yeah it was nothing to really be be joyful about you know um but like i said i, I was doing what i can to you know turn my, my teammates on. um you know when i wasn't playing um a.m., i'm gonna continue to you know bring that energy and bring the joy all
2: right All right. Good stuff from Kemba. Seems like he's in a good place. Seems like team's in a good place. Helps to win games. I would really, really like for them to win this fucking Washington game and go into Christmas on a three-game winning streak. Um, Okay. Um, Yes, Anthony, I got your comment. Michael Shane, as you said before, it's got to be more than flashes with Mitch. Yes. And having a motivated Mitch totally changes the floor and the ceiling of this team. If he's, if he's, I I like how you threw in the floor as well as the ceiling, because yes, obviously it changes the ceiling of this team, but I do think it changes the floor because if you have Mitch out there and he's doing what he's doing and you have like a Thibodeau scheme and guys are trying hard in a Thibodeau scheme, which again, we haven't always seen this year. Like, again, I know i referenced this several times in these post games, but like, Go look at the, the bench defensive rating numbers on the year. They're, they would lead the league. There's no problem with the scheme. The The problem is with the the efforts and, 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 the, and the abilities and the execution of the starters. And Mitch has been part of that for a lot of the year, and it's been bad. If Mitch is good, he cleans up. Tibbs fucking said it himself. He cleans up a lot of mistakes. It's massive to the floor. And I do still think they could be a top borderline top 10 defense, maybe not year end rankings, but from this point of the season out, I think they could be a top 10 defense. Robert McGinley. I think the only way um, to clear minutes for some of these younger guys is to make some trades going to be an interesting couple months. Yeah. Again, who do you want to trade? Like, I, you know, it's something I was just thinking as Kemba Walker was talking, like, could you imagine if they traded Kemba to a team And like he did this shit on a nightly basis and helped some team in the like get to the playoffs. And like in the playoffs, once he was there, oh my God, the shitstorm that would erupt. And then we'd look back and be like, wait a minute, we traded this guy. Oh, because like Julius Randle couldn't figure out how the fuck to play with a point guard who could actually do shit and make his life easier. And then it gets us back to the same thing that we've been talking about all year. So many of the problems emanate from the fact that Julius Randle has just been bad. And I don't want to turn this into a negative because, again, as I started out saying, I think Julius was okay tonight, or at the very least, he wasn't terrible. Um, But, like, that would be a real shame. Um, So, yeah. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: Delski. What's going on, Delski? Hey, Mac, check out what Mitch said, yes, during his post-game interview, kind of spilled some tea about the players' only meeting Hi, I called you Mac. Um, yeah, no, thank you. And um, again, I, I don't think he was supposed to say anything, but he did because he's Mitch. Kevin, Dan- I hope they bring Mitch to the podium now. Kevin Danishevsky, um, What's going on again, Kev? Just a Wayne Seldon shout out. Yes. Nothing to see. He played admirably considering his lack of talent. Hit a three. It was a big three in the moment, too. And drew some fouls. Next man up. Yeah, I thought Wayne was good. I thought Dotson was fine in his couple of minutes. I'm happy uh, Tibbs shouted out Taj. I thought Taj gave him good minutes because when does Taj not give them good minutes? He's always awesome. Um, yeah, good stuff, Kevin. Uh, Boston Nick. Uh-oh, John. We might have stumbled onto a good problem. Also, Mitch mentioned on his post-game interview that we had a team meeting. Yes. Thank you. Um, You know, mm. Mm-hmm it's a good problem to have too many guys who can play if everybody's playing well. And that's really been the problem this year is like guys don't play well at the same time. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence. Like this isn't the case for everybody, but I do think it's the case for in particular, RJ, Julius, Kemba, and Evan. These are all guys who are used to dominating the ball. And I think the reason why, you can go back through the year and you can count the games on one hand where all four or even three of those guys had good games in the same game is because they're so used to having the ball and they don't have the ball enough and they can't get into a rhythm. And that's a problem. And it's why, like, when you you talk about, like, big threes, obviously I'm not saying the Knicks have, like, a big three or anything or a big four. But like when you talk about like these teams that put together super teams, when sometimes it has trouble working in the beginning, it's because eventually someone has to accept the fact that they are Chris Bosh, you know, or Kevin Love or whoever the fuck, you know, it's like it was such a that the reason why the Warriors worked so well other than Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are very, very good. It's because Draymond is a guy who, he never wants to shoot. If he went a weeks at a time without shooting, he'd be happy. Clay Thompson doesn't ever want to put the ball on the floor. He just stands there, catches and shoots. Like that's why that was the best assembled team ever. You know, um, it also helps when you have, you know, big groupings where guys bring something other than the ability to score. You know, look at the the mid nineties bulls. um, Perfect example. You look at the Spurs and again, I'm, I'm talking about like the best of the best, but just in theory, this is what these groupings of talented players are supposed to look like. You know, the, the Spurs teams like you had guys who got as much joy out of making a great pass out of making a shot. It's really tough to find guys who are both skilled basketball players and guys who could coexist with other guys who are very skilled basketball players. Just it's the way the game is played today. So, um, you know, I don't know if these players have that, A, that ability to rise up to that level or even anything close to that level. I mean, again, we're talking about one game against the worst team in the league. Um, You know, but at the same time, after the five and one star, we all had notions of like, holy shit, could this be a hole is greater than the sum of the parts um, type of thing we're looking at where they do coexist. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? Again, albeit, albeit this was the pitiful Pistons offense, but I haven't seen the defensive energy like that since Atlanta and Brooklyn. The key has to be Mitch. I hope it's a start. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the defensive energy was legit. I set out the halftime Zoom to uh, Jason uh, Meredith who was getting on me because i was praising their defensive effort he's like come on it's the fucking pistons yes it's the fucking pistons but two things can be true the pistons can be bad and the defensive energy could be good i think both things are true um hush what's going on hush tibbs needs to bite the bullet and just face the fact that this is a mediocre defensive team he'll never do it however if we can get back to top five in offense that should be our identity if Kemba gets his spot back no grimes or deuce um I'll start with the last thing. If Kemba gets his spot back, I agree with you. That means no grimes, no deuce. Um, 100%. Um, I, as far as them embracing being an offense first team, first of all, I don't think they have to make that choice. I think they can be a team that's good on offense and good on defense, or at the very least, like, they don't have to bottom out on, on defense. I think as long as you have Tibbs and his system and his – and the accountability, which, again, I think it's fair to say that the accountability has not been there this year based on how guys have performed and how – the effort that we've seen. But if you get that piece back, like, they're going to be a very good defensive team. They don't have to be a great defensive team, you know. But they do – I think they do need to be good. I don't think they could sacrifice. um. That said, would it be nice to be a top 10 offense? Sure. I'll take top 15. I'll take a top 15 offense because I do think they're going to get back to being a top 10 defense. And then that puts you, you know, 12th or 13th in the league, which, like, considering we've been the 25th best team in the league for the last month and a half, I'll take 12th, um, happily. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hannibal Miles. What's going on, Hannibal. Don't know if you caught the high-five from Tibbs to Kemba. I did. That's when I sent out the tweet that was like half-joke. It was more than half-joking about how, like, clearly they're talking to each other because Tibbs said to Kemba, like, good job or whatever, or good work um, after he hit that big three. Had to be a good sign for their rocky relationship. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe they had a meeting. I mean, like, I, I have to think Tibbs learned a little something After the way Minnesota fell apart. Um, And like clearly him and Kemba are not on the same page, have not been on the same page. Like there's a lot of stuff floating around. I don't know if you believe everything you read, but like anyone who says that those guys are like, you know, hunky dory, it's, it's bullshit. They're not. Um, But it doesn't mean they can't have a, like a positive professional working relationship and get back to a point where things are like at least. Okay. So maybe they talk. Maybe it's better. I don't know. We'll, we'll again. We'll, but they. As long as Kemba's on the roster, whether we, I mean whether he's playing or not, they, they things need to be okay and copacetic between them. And at the same time, I, even as I say that, I do kind of think if he's here, he needs to play. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem. Um, Emil, Beaumont, What's going on, Emil? I understand it was the Pistons, but we had the lead for a majority of the game. We did. Thank God since the first quarter. Thank God the guards are running the offense. And like you said, when Julius had possessions as the roller, good things happen. I mean, you know, I talked about this, I think, after the last game or during a podcast at some point recently where it's like this is where as much as we blame and get on Julius for the defensive shortcomings, to me, you could get on him just just as much for not being more willing to accept a role where he's strictly the role man, where he doesn't dominate any possessions. Because I think that would be really nice to see. And then uh, AF Kennedy, AE Kennedy, Mitch is coming to the podium. Do you think the guys are more willing to follow Kemba than Julius? Ooh, I don't know. He's definitely built up more capital goodwill in the league. And as an actual track record, guys seem to enjoy playing with him. I wonder what Mitch will say right now to that effect. I'll answer in a second.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna report six.
1: What about I mean I was feeding up the energy. I was just all around it. Like you know, the team playing good, sharing the
4: game, and I was just feeding off them really. I so, Hey, yeah. yeah, it worked out. Like
2: your questions, guys. Come on
4: oh for sure yeah um you know we had a great practice yesterday so
1: you know we did a lot of scramming so you know we're down some guys right now so you kind of got to do
4: a little extra you know so i I feel like that really helps a lot
1: yeah we was just like sitting in the locker room just talking like what we need to do Stuff like that, you know, it wasn't real. Uh, like, all right, door closed, team meeting, it you was know, more just like we all in there and we just talking. And you know, you
4: are trying to change this thing around before the break, really.
2: Nice job, Greg.
4: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, nah, a couple days ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, like farther
2: down, no. It's as good a job as, of running it back as anything. Or, um, well,
4: first off, you gotta set a good
1: screen. Like sometimes they be good, sometimes I set bad ones, and you know how they go.
4: But I mean, I, I, what I'm learning from playing with Kemba so far is like you just gotta set a good screen
1: real hard, then boom, you know stuff happens. This is Mitch, yes. Yeah, Sorry. we're trying to get everything we can get. I mean I don't feel like we've been at home for sure. But you know, we wanna be in a better position than what we are So we kinda, you know, fight.
2: At least he acknowledges he said shape screen. And I feel like I was in better shape too. Like I was
1: actually running, like a little more than usual. I mean I think we're heading in the right direction. And that's my man, man. Hey, Dawson's back for, you know, how long we going to be here. But, um, man, I missed that, you know, with my friend on the team. So, I mean, He's talking yeah, about back. when he got checked in, everybody, you know, giving him a round of applause,
4: Everybody's like that. that felt great. Like, you know, just seeing that, seeing him back in the garden. Free Dot. What shoes are you hanging out Uh, tonight I wore Kobe's. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, really what it is for me is like different shoes. I move better in.
2: So, you, you know, I'm just kind of bouncing around still. Figure that out. What fucking shoes to wear? What has changed in the last election? We the coaches are to with the g
4: um,
1: I've been talking to, you know, Kenny a lot in band. Um, Kelly a little bit. Um, you know, I've been talking to everybody and really it's just for some odd reason my game routine just changes every game. I'm trying to figure out like if I do this, I can start a game like that, you know. Um I'm trying to figure stuff out still. <laughs> <laughs> even, um this is for Mr.
2: What an absolute just gem of a human being Mitchell Robinson is. He is he is one of a kind. Love me some Mitch. Uh, He is a thank you Jason. He is a big he is a large child. He is a large 12, 13 maybe 14 year old man boy whatever um okay let's uh finish up so do i think the guys are more willing to follow kemba i don't i don't know um i think julius earned a lot of respect on this team i think rj respects the hell out of julius um i think but at the same time like i don't know if if i was a player on this team and i saw like julius kind of going about his business the way he's gone out about his business this year and contrast that with Kemba who got moved to the bench and how he's carried himself since then. You know, I don't know, but Tibbs like Kem, if Randall's clearly on the same page with Tibbs, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it would be nice as if like everybody's on the same page. Wouldn't that be nice? I don't think it's a crazy theory though. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky hashtag starts start selling I don't think that's gonna get trending um I've always wanted to be the only one on a train <laughs> B, then Julius could be as ball dominant as he wants I'm 97.6 percent joking uh, hashtag I'm crazy love you Kevin I appreciate the uh, all the contributions and uh, always chiming in Harry donard I've been I saw this one I, I'm excited to read this so many takes on what has gone wrong and which players to blame. But how sure are we that this that the issue isn't just, it takes new teammates' time to gel? So I think the idealized version of this team includes Kemba. First of all, 1,000%, the idealized version of this team does include Kemba. I I think there's, I've waffled on that for 100%, and I blame myself for that. Um, but, like, I don't think there was any question that, that the idealized version of the team includes Kemba when Kemba is playing at a certain level of proficiency. I think what started to happen was that after he started the year, Kemba I'm talking about, being pretty aggressive over his first, again, five, six games, whatever it was, um, Kemba started becoming less aggressive and Kemba didn't know how to exist. As a player being less aggressive and he became a lot more efficient. I threw the stat in the newsletter a couple of days ago or Monday or something. I don't know. Where after those first six games, Kemba was in the 12th percentile league wide for point guards in efficiency, points per shot attempt, which is obviously terrible if you're going to be a guard who has trouble, you know, guarding players on the other end. We've talked so much about Julius losing efficiency because he hasn't been able to be as ball dominant as he wants. And we didn't really focus on the fact that Kemba lost his efficiency because he hasn't been as ball dominant as he wants, which this is a long winded way of getting back around to your point, which is yes, the idealized version of this team has Kemba Walker looking like the version of Kemba Walker that we saw tonight, driving, kicking, you know, using screens being a pest on the offense that uh, is really tough to corral and contain. Um, hitting Mitch for lobs. Like, you know, drawing the occasional charge and at least making making himself not a total zero on defense. Um, all that shit. The question, again, is can that version exist with the version of Julius that gets the shots that he needs to get and the version of Evan Fournier, who clearly has revealed himself to be a player who also needs to get a certain mu- amount of shots. And we haven't even talked about RJ Barrett or Derek Rose or any of the kids. It, it's just, it's not easy. And I, I think while I, well, I respect your point, And I think it's a good point that maybe it just takes some time to gel. I, I don't know that I could, that I, I see like a, a realistic, you know, usage distribution on this team where everybody is, gets that usage and is able to operate at, at full full capacity or close to full capacity. I, I don't know if I'm making sense or not, but I do agree that we were all probably a little quick to jump the gun on this can't work. And I do think the five and one start followed by what happened afterwards was a large a reason for that. Um, and I do think we should give them more time but consolidating assets is is at some point that they, they will probably need to look into that um you know we'll see yeah flavin uh, at so you're saying we need to trade guys I you know I, I don't I don't know uh, maybe I don't know I, I I really don't know I don't have an answer for this I wish I'm not gonna say something that I don't believe because I really don't know the answer maybe they could figure it out as is I nothing would shock me. Um, Jason M is uh, probably a good way to end it. Yeah, it's the bleeping Pistons. Let's see the next game. Yeah, no, and that's, that's a good way to end it. I do like uh, what we saw tonight, but it is the Pistons. Let's see the next game. Um, This has been great. Been on here for almost an hour. Um, We had over 600 people watching for most of this bad boy. Um, I see we have 97 likes. If we could get it over 100 likes, that would be awesome. Don't forget, as always. um We have a podcast coming, a fresh podcast coming, not tomorrow, because this is going up as a podcast tomorrow. We have a fresh podcast coming on Wednesday, um, which should be all the more interesting because we're talking about a potential trade target on the Pacers who, you know, maybe we don't need that guy as much, but we're still going to do that pod. I'm excited about that pod. And then uh, we work our way to Christmas, Uh, Thursday game, be back after Thursday. And then, um, It's the end of the week. In the meantime, everybody uh, stay safe out there. Thank you for everybody who just hit the like button. And uh, we will uh, talk to you again soon. Peace out.